Welcome to The Greenhouse Effect. Our hope is that this podcast would be like a greenhouse to help you get unstuck and grow in your full potential because life ought to be fully lived. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Steve Perkins, your host, and I'm here in the studio with my co-host, Tommy Thompson. Yeah, this is actually a really good-looking studio as opposed to a table in my basement. It is. We've had many a studio, including one that just comes out of my car and gets set up anywhere you want it to be. (laughs) Yeah. Good to be together again. It is. And today we're going to be wrapping up this three-part series on the value of life systems. And so if you haven't been with us till today, I encourage you to go back and listen to the last two where we cover kind of what is this all about and um, productivity systems. And so like we mentioned before, the third part of this is all about something we're calling personal system. So maybe Tommy, give us a recap. What is this all about and how does today fit in? Yeah. And Uh, particularly for those who haven't listened to the first two, I think it's uh, good to kind of have a caveat to all of this. And that systems in general sounds incredibly boring and dry, and I don't want to listen to this. But what we're really talking about with systems is ways of automating success in our life. That word automate is very key. It's it's how do we arrange our life in such a way that the right things happen automatically in every area of our life. So we typically think of systems either, you know, in a kind of an engineering sense or a very technical sense, or some people might be prone to think about it, you know, productivity systems. And today we're going to kind of take it along a different lines and talk about applying this idea of automating success to all of the other areas of our life. Right. And I think we've talked enough about what's maybe a little unique about that or maybe an angle you hadn't thought about before. But today we'll get into what does that actually look like? What are some areas where you could apply it? And hopefully a takeaway that at the end of the episode today, we'll have people really appreciating how this fits into the whole idea of productivity. Yeah. And before we kind of dive into these personal systems, again, I think the idea behind systems is to think very creatively. So I just got back from a trip, a fun golf trip Mm -hmm. from Oregon. And what became very clear to me, who doesn't actually travel all that much, is one of the guys we are traveling with travels a whole lot. Well, because he does, he had (laughs) very thorough travel systems Uh set up that automated success for him in the whole realm of traveling, from packing to navigating airports to all sorts of things. And without necessarily thinking about it as systems, in essence, that's exactly what he was doing. He was traveling with automatic ways of doing things that made traveling (laughs) so much easier and so much more automatically successful. It's such a good example. You should have shared that. You should have gone on your trip before the first episode, Tommy. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, what I like about that example is it it puts it into real life context, right? Because the reason he has those systems is probably because after traveling a lot, you realize how you could do things better and you tweak it a little each time until it becomes a really robust system. But 
But there are probably many times of traveling at the beginning of that where he was not as effective or not as efficient. Just like I was. (laughs) Right. So I think that's, to me, that's part of the idea of these life systems is we all kind of stumble into some of them over time just on our own. But, But what if you get ahead of that and be a little more intentional in the way you live to kind of design some of them instead of wait until you've fumbled through things for a bunch of years. Exactly. And one of the one of the best takeaways from this whole series for people would be to take areas of their life that maybe we haven't even touched on and think, wow, suppose I applied this systems thinking to it and tried to create automatic ways of being successful in this area. Like we haven't really touched much on finances or we haven't touched much on, gosh, a hundred different areas, but they all are uh, available for quality systems. So if you can take the kind of the general concept of automating success, what are some things that we can do that will automate the right end result and apply it, then you get the idea of the systems. All right. So we'll dive into it today. And on that note, for any of you who take this episode and you go and you try it, um, you get creative with it. Maybe you come up with a system or a category we're not mentioning here. You know, leave a review on iTunes and shout it out. Like we'd love to hear that or just shoot us a note directly. And, you know, today's shout out for someone who did already leave a review is for Stress Arrest. We don't know who you are. Stress Arrest. Thanks for the (laughs) shout out on iTunes. And you know, we want to continue to hear what people are implementing because it gives us ideas too. Yeah, I like that stress arrest. Stress arrest is helping reduce stress today. Yes. So dive us in, Tommy. What are the different, um, I know we have a few kind of subtopics or categories here where we can apply personal systems. What are they? And and let's jump into the first one. Yeah, so I actually want to kind of uh, begin with a core system that I think almost everybody can use in their life, that it's almost a system within a system. And that's the area of reflection. Uh, I think that the reason so many people have difficulty in their life is they never stop to reflect. Mm. And because they don't stop and reflect, they just move from one thing to another without ever having the ability to go back and rework the things that aren't working. Mm -hmm. So I think a powerful system for almost anybody is to set up what I would call a reflection system. So a reflection system for me kind of has two or three different elements. One is that there needs to be some arranged times that are automatic that you and I go and and we actually take time to reflect. Uh-huh. For me, one of those times for me is Saturday morning. Uh, I'm able to do that now. The kids are older, so I can do that. And so I take Saturday morning and I have an extended time to sit back and think, review my goals, review my plan for the next week. So I have about four or five very specific things that I do. And every Saturday is a design time for reflection. And that is incredibly helpful. I also have a shorter period every morning Uh to reflect and plan for the day. But those things actually help automate success for me in multiple areas, as well as kind of a weekly success because I've already gotten, gotten ahead of the game. Yeah. 
Well, and I appreciate that because you're saying that reflecting on back on years when you didn't do that and years when you've done that and seeing the results of it. Because it is something hard to measure. Like, how does this actually help? You kind of have to look back and see on experience. And looking back, it's night and day. Well, you know, I'll throw another kind of angle at this because I think you're talking about some systems that are very much kind of on the calendar or repeated times, which I love those. I also have started to notice another almost reactive system. If those are proactive, right. maybe there's a reactive kind. And for me, my brain seems to work better in terms of thinking through stuff or connecting ideas when I'm in motion, physically in motion. Okay. So yes. I realized uh-huh. this about myself over the past number of years. And I said, why don't I start creating a system, some systems around this? So I intentionally will think about if there's topics I need to kind of reflect on, I will, (laughs) it sounds silly, but almost organize myself to plan for thinking in the shower and on drives in the car. So those are two times when like, it just works well for me to reflect on stuff. If I'm staring at a screen or a paper, my mind just halts. It's like writer's block. So I will actually think about, okay, what's an area I need to reflect on? and plan to do it in the car or in the shower. And what's so great about that example, I mean, I love that, is that it also highlights what's totally counterintuitive about systems, and that's that at the core it's creative mm. and it's personal. Yeah. So that wouldn't necessarily be my system. I'll, I'll sit well at my desk on Saturday morning and, and do this work, but it's for you. And I know people who do that reflection time while taking a walk. Right. And it's all great. Because it's all creative and it's all personal. And those make the best systems. Yeah. And so we're kind of, I want to give people permission to do something weird, right? If it's creative, it might feel weird because it's not what everyone else does. Well, last night is exactly that example. I took a walk at 930 at night because I needed to reflect on something that was kind of just sitting there. And so I went on a walk through the neighborhood And I thought the whole time, I'm so weird. People are going to drive past me. What is this guy doing walking in the pitch black dark? But it was amazing what it did for me after the walk, just thinking through and reflecting on that thing. Right. So again, the best systems are automating success. So taking those types of things and doing them with with some type of structure or regularity to them is very helpful. So for me, I like Saturday morning. I think it's also helpful, again, to automate a reflection system and make it successful is to to pre-think through areas that you need to reflect on. So it it can be anything from reflecting on your goals. It could be reflecting on your finances. It can be reflecting on your marriage. It can be reflecting on your personal growth, whatever it is for you. But if, again, the opposite of a system is reinventing the wheel every time. Mm, mm -hmm. So if you're sitting down to reflect and you're thinking, I need to reinvent the wheel, what am I going to reflect about? (laughs) You're already half defeated on (laughs) it. So having a few regular things that are important to you to say I'm going to reflect on is also kind of important to having a good reflection system. That's great. So with reflection, kind of having arranged times, maybe some more dynamic times, and pre-thinking the areas or the topics that you need to reflect on. Yeah, and I think that if you if you do that and do that with regularity, then it sets the stage for the other systems in your life to work well. So I think reflection is kind of a, a core 
underneath system that makes other systems uh, work well. And it's one that I think is sorely neglected. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think we're actually scared of slowing down. Yeah. We're scared of what will happen if we reflect. It's it's uncomfortable. We're out of the habit of it. Uh, and it probably seems unproductive or a waste of time. Yeah. So, and yet it's the most productive, the best use of time. Yeah. So, yeah, a note to my fellow, you know, parents of young children or, you know, anyone who's in some kind of season or situation of life where it seems impossible to find this time, again, get creative. I think that's such an important point. Get creative. Be a little weird. Um, you know, talk with, grab coffee or something with a friend and just chat about ideas, get some ideas. And and I want to encourage those who are listening, who thinks that it doesn't apply to them. I think we're all human beings. It applies to all of us, whether you are in a, uh, just a regular type of job that doesn't require, you know, a lot of thinking or whatever. We're all thinking human beings and we're living complex lives in a complex culture. You know, reflection systems are important for everyone. Yeah. All right. So if that's kind of, you know, foundational, what's the next area that we want to look at personal systems? So again, we're just throwing out a few areas and you can add areas to this, but we're trying to throw out a few counterintuitive areas to apply systems to. I think an area for systems is relationships. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later. But for, I think, almost everybody, relationships are difficult. And even for highly relational people, relationships often work well in one area and not well in another area. Uh-huh. And so thinking through during your reflection <laughs> and thinking through what are some systems that uh, can help my relationships be more meaningful and more satisfactory. So I'll, I'll use an example uh, for, for me. Uh, I'm an introvert by nature. Um, and so I realized many, many years ago that left to my own devices uh, that I could end up being an old man with no friends <laughs> because I'm an introvert and yeah. I'm shy by nature and I don't reach out naturally. I'll be your friend, Tommy. Oh, thank you, Steve. <laughs> uh, so I, I thought many, many years ago, I need to do something about yeah. this. Uh-huh. So I intentionally sought out some people that I thought, you know, I think we'd, we'd do well as friends. Uh, I hope they think so. And, <laughs> and began to create a regular time where we got together. And that felt very uncomfortable. It felt very um, rigid at first to do that, to say, hey, let's get together every other week, Uh or let's get together every week, or let's do that. It felt like I was sticking my neck out by suggesting those types of things. But I knew that if I didn't do that, it just wouldn't happen. So On the other side of the equation, I have some very close relationships where I have not done that. And I can't tell you how many times with those very close friends, we end up getting together and going, it's been four months. 
<laughs> since we got together. Uh-huh. And so I've realized that relational system, if you want to call that, of just putting some regularity to relationships, which you can do that to the way you relate, you know, what you do when you get together. Uh, all of those are really nothing more than systems to help your relationships work. Yeah. And I would even argue to what you're saying, they do become more important over time as you get older because the perception of time goes faster and faster, right? I have this theory yeah. that like when you're two, a year was half of your life, <laughs> right? That's a long time. Yeah. But you know, when you're a hundred, one year was one one hundredth of your life. Yes. Like, yeah. so, so I think it is true. And the way that life evolves, you get more responsibilities. You have kind of all of a sudden, like it's easier for more time and more time and more time to go by without seeing the people you care about. Well, and something that I know to be true that I've grown in just simply because I've grown in years is that the longer you live, the more you realize relationships are where life really is. Mm -hmm. You know, in the earlier years, we go through our productive stages and that's important. Uh, but we realize it, it still all comes back to the relationships. So if you haven't laid the groundwork, if you haven't done the work on the front end to have those relationships that you want to have and to make those relationships what they what they should be, that's the that's the stuff of regret. You know, I hadn't thought of it this way, but it's it goes without saying, right? Like toward the end of people's lives, what do they talk about most in terms of joys and regrets? It's it's the relationships. Totally. totally. You know, the you want to be with the people, you want to think about those times. And and yet it's one of the things that we put the least effort into being intentional on. Right. <laughs> it's it's so a odd. Absolutely. It's so odd that we would think of systematizing and calendaring everything else. We would think about all these ways at work to plan. We plan everything, except we so rarely plan out those relationships. Right. We plan the unimportant things and don't plan the important things. So, you know, one one way of uh, systematizing relationships is, is kind of putting some structure around the times that you spend. It's also very helpful in structuring relationships in areas where your relationships don't work well. Hmm. So, for instance, it can be in a, in a marriage where certain areas are just difficult to talk about. You know, it might be finances, it might be sex, it might be uh, the kids, it, you know, it could be any area. Well, if you identify what areas don't work well and systematize ways of helping you get over the hump, in that area, that can be a great place for a system. So it may seem like the wrong word, <laughs> but again, it's automating success or overcoming uh, failure, really. Right. On the surface level, it can feel almost like this is going against the grain of relationships themselves, but yet the intentionality of it kind of speaks to how important it is to you. And even though it may feel a little bit robotic on the surface. It does, but relationships are really hard. Yeah. I mean, they touch a lot of different areas. And sometimes we need some of that artificial help. Well, you said, you know, as an introvert, how you approach it. I think what's funny is myself being more of an extrovert by nature, it, 
I kind of have to go at it almost the same way. So for me, I can tend to have a lot of relationships, but they, but then they're going to be shallow. And so a system that I've learned to put in place is I actually, when I'm kind of looking at goals for the year is kind of identify a few people that, um, where there's a really meaningful relationship going on, or I want to invest more in that relationship and just kind of jot some of those names down. And so as I'm going throughout my weeks and listeners know, I've talked about that weekly rhythm, I'll look at those names and just think, you know, how could I invest in that relationship or reach out to that person or spend time with them? Well, and there you've combined reflection and relationship. You know, you have a weekly time that you take a look at it and you pay attention to the relationships that if you didn't do that, could just they could just not be at the front of mind. Right. Even though you care about those people a lot. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So we've got reflection and relationships. What's another area? So I'll touch on this just real quickly because it's a fairly obvious area. Okay. But in the areas of goals and health. You know, having goals, having some systems around what you're doing on the health angle can be really important. So I made a major progress move uh, to get rid of a bad habit. Uh-huh. Not a terrible, I've had, there, there are worse habits out there, but <laughs> for decades, I was pretty addicted to, to Diet Cokes. Uh-huh. Uh, those who know me say that's a massive understatement. <laughs> you know, a, a half dozen a day is, is kind of getting up there. Yeah, um, that's fair to say addiction. Yes. So uh, I, I finally decided to do something with it. So the system is I just stopped buying them. I ran out one day and I just said, not going to the store. I'm not going to buy one. <laughs> the other part of the system was restaurants. I said, I'm replacing Diet Coke's with iced tea. Uh-huh. And, you know, I got rid of it at yeah. least for the last three or four months. What's been the, have you noticed any result? No. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right, admit, trash this episode. Admit, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, good, but it's a good example, right? Because it's simple. And yeah. It's, and it does the automating because if it's not in the fridge, that's going to help you not reach for it. And if you have this goal at the restaurants and it's made known to the people usually at the restaurants with, you know, that's built in accountability. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but goals and health are an area for, for systems. So I'll throw one last area out. Um, and this is again, one of these counterintuitive areas for systems, but it's the area of our spiritual lives. Yeah. So I have found that systems are so important. Um, and there are lots of different types of creative ways that you can apply systems to the spiritual life. One of the kind of obvious ones, and we wouldn't normally think of it uh, as a system, is simply going to church. Uh huh. I mean, that in and of itself is a system. Once a week, I'm going to put myself in a place of worship and a place to learn in the area of my spiritual life. We might have another group, a small group that we go to. Mm -hmm. We might have a time in the morning that we spend and that we spend in prayer and reading the Bible. Those are all systems. And there can be systems within systems. What do you do in that time that you spend alone? What are the sources? uh, 
that make a difference. For instance, one of the spiritual systems that I'm a massive believer in is actually memorizing Scripture. Yeah. Because in doing so, I'm ingesting that, and that is transforming my life. It seems uh, very rigid, but the difference it's made in my life has been absolutely massive. So there are all sorts of spiritual systems that we can put in our life, both personally and in our community, you know, our family, our uh, other groups that can uh, help massively. I will say that so many people I know are drawing out spiritually for lack of systems. They just think that it should happen by itself. And they don't realize, well, if you don't spend any time, if you don't have any set structure around it, then it won't happen. And I'll say, uh, this is a weird way of saying it, (laughs) but God is the author of the first system. Yeah. The first system, after six days, take a Sabbath day. After six days, take a Sabbath day. So it was like God said, here's a system to automate success in your life. Six days on, one day off. Yeah. And think of how often that's neglected these days. Right. And you think about any kind of athlete, and it would be crazy. It wouldn't, it's not even, you wouldn't even joke because it's not even funny. Like that somebody would, would get to a high level and be a pro without practicing, without having these rhythms. Right. And so it's kind of interesting in this category of spiritual or even the reflection area or relationships that, you know, we'd think that those things could be strong and healthy without having these routines of practice. So all of this is is wired to say, okay, it's great to have a good task management system. It's great to have a good calendar system. But applying this idea of systems to the other, what you might call soft areas of life, could be the most meaningful way of applying systems because we're wired in in our work lives to have to do this you know no business would ever operate without having processes and systems so it's going to happen automatically because we get paychecks for this and that's what our employers know will automate success Right. having systems, but applying it to the soft areas of our lives, our relationships, our spiritual life, our personal development and growth, our health, that doesn't, it is not so obvious. Yeah. So that's where I think even in closing out this series, I would just say this is where there's real, real power, you know, opportunity for incredible growth is applying systems in this way. Well, and I think this kind of circles us back to reflection, because if you think about that spiritual category, I think, you know, society tends to go in pendulum swings, right? So there was probably a pendulum swing in the, let's call it 80s and 90s of, you know, all these practices and these rituals you're supposed to do, or even looking at the broader time span, you know, religion in general over decades, right? even hundreds of centuries maybe has gone in that direction where we lost sight of why those routines were in place. And so then they became just known as rote, meaningless things that religious people do for no purpose. Right. And so they gained the stigma of like, well, that's just because you're religious. 
Well, the whole point of those systems in the first place was to do what we're, what we're talking about here. And so maybe the pendulum's starting to swing back in culture. I kind of see it heading that way where we're, we're questioning again, like, oh, I think we need those routines. And, and to me, it points out the fact that we need to have regular reflection to remember the purpose of these systems. Well, I hope you're right. I'm not sure I agree that it's swinging back. I mean, I see us actually moving towards more noise and more distraction and more speed. And we give a token word to this idea of slowing down and quieting down. But I think it's just to make us feel better (laughs) about the fact that we're just more and more distracted. Uh And so... I, I hope it's swinging back because I think it desperately needs so. And I think we're going to suffer terrible consequences personally unless we swing it back. Yeah. But overall, I think the message is it's an and. We we do need systems and we need to remember the purpose of the systems. Yes. Systems by themselves are not useful at all. And purpose without the systems is never going to work. So, so let's have healthy systems in our lives and remember and reflect on the purpose of them so they might change over time to meet the needs that they're trying to fulfill. Yeah, that's great. All right. So we talked about this idea of relationship systems, which is probably a new idea to, to people. I would also say if it's kind of like if it's the one that you were wrestling with, it felt uncomfortable. Maybe that's the right one to lean into. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, Tommy, what could people try in that area? So, so this is, I think, a, it's a great way to test creativity in this area of systems is to take the area of relationships. And I don't know of anybody for whom there isn't an area of relationships that isn't working as well as it can be. It might be in parenting. It might be uh, in marriage. It might be in dating. It might be in friendships. It might be you're too introverted. You're too extroverted. In some sense, we all have issues with this. So the challenge would be to take this, this concept of systems and apply it to your personal life and to think, Where are things not working for me as well as they could in my relationships? And how might a system actually help me make progress in that area? So where are my relationships not working as well as they could be? And how can I apply a system to help automate success in that area? Here at The Greenhouse Effect, we are big fans of our friends at Belay Solutions. They are a company that provides virtual assistants and bookkeepers and social media managers. We want to give you a taste of what it's like to work with Belay from one of their clients. His name is Dave Richards, the CEO and lead coach for Elite Performance Associates. Belay saved me. When I was focused on growing my business, you know, I can think of recently um, I was working with a high profile, uh, you know, federal government agency on a conference for them. And it had a lot of moving parts. You know, my VA allowed me to confidently let go of all of those things and just focus solely on preparing content and delivering a high value program to the client. 
Belay follows up with me. How can I give more? This constant prodding of, you know, how do you, how can we help you more? How can we pull more from your plate so that you can do, you know, what you're meant to do and what you're best at? If you resonate with any of this and you want more information, we have partnered with Belay to offer $200 off of your startup costs. And if you want to learn more about that or have a free consultation with a member of the Belay team, just click the link in the show notes or go to belaysolutions.com backslash next step. Okay, what's our book recommendation this time, Tommy? All right. The book recommendation is a good core book from many decades ago, Stephen (laughs) Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He could have probably almost renamed that Seven Systems of Highly Effective People. (laughs) And if you read the book, he is actually talking about that type of thing, systems that help automate and make people more effective. So it's a great uh, core book uh, that is highly practical and it will stick with you. It's stuck with me now for several decades since I read it the first time and I still remember so many of the principles in it that I still apply today. Yeah, I think the way it's carried such a high rating and effectiveness over time kind of proves that it's it's there's timeless truths in there for sure. Yeah, so Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe and come on, do us a favor, leave a five-star review. It'll help others find the show too.